Ernie, blow the shell. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekueva Jr. Show, starring Junior Kekueva Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bohe Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekueva Jr. Mahalo, 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 hello, 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 welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm Junior Kegueva, Junior. Oh, wow, you know, so so we, we're very grateful. We like to start every show with gratitude. Every show with gratitude because that's the way we do. And uh, we just wanted to mahalo everybody because we get more people to mahalo right now. <laughs> it's okay. So so we're talking about like where the, you know, where our stuff is being, uh, is being the kind of uh, distributed. And uh, is it distributed or distributed? But, you know, it's like potato, potato, right? Same, I don't know about, same, same. Anyway, so uh, so we, we was in the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Germany, and Belgium. And now we're in the Netherlands too and in Italy where they make the wine and the Catholic Church. And the, in, in fact, the Catholic, I don't know which came first, the wine or the Catholic Church. I think Jesus made the wine, right? And then the Catholic Church and... I don't know. Maybe they get the rights on them. I don't know. But anyway, we'd like to thank uh, the Catholic Church and Italy for the can for tuning in because I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a matter of time before the Pope listens and goes, hey, I want to check up on this boy. <laughs> so, right? Because they're, they're always checking up, you know. You know, kind of like kind of like Santa Claus. You know, they, they see you when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake, right? They know when you're on the podcast, right? Oh, Hawaiians, Hawaiians. Uh, unreal Hawaiians. Now, in the United States, we have uh, we have some new cities. Uh, in uh, we have some new cities over here locally, uh, but we we want to mahalo the states that are tuning in. So we'd like to uh, mahalo you guys accordingly. Here we go. So now for the states that are tuning in in the United States, okay. So it's Hawaii. Thank you, local people. Without you guys, ah, I'm, I'm nothing. I mean, without you guys, I wouldn't even have gotten the part-time job with Roy Wild. Okay, so, uh, so mahalo Hawaii local people, and then California, Texas, Virginia, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Washington, New Jersey, Tennessee, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. Wow, Arizona! You know the the thing I the thing I heard about Arizona is is like uh, Sedona. You know that spiritual place. You know they got all that stuff going on. You know the rocks, and they get they get crystals, they get any kind of stuff like that, right? And um, so it's a, it's supposed to be on very uh, spiritual place, get vortexes, all kinds of stuff like that, bro. I mean, that stuff is way over my head. It's way, way, oh, Hawaiians, way over my head. So anyway, but well, we like to uh, thank the people of Arizona. And, um, but you know, if you guys, if you guys listening, um, in the mainland, right? Because, uh, 77% now, the, the percentage went up was 72%. And now it's 77% on Apple Podcasts. So uh, we like to thank the people at Apple because uh, without you guys, oh man, without you guys, we wouldn't even be on a map. So we like to thank you guys. Spotify is eight percent, 
Anchor is 10% and everybody else is 5%. Uh, that, that's how the, 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 you know, the breakdown. And, and the cool part is with the breakdown, where we can tell right away. I mean, you know, we, we can tell right away what's what and who's listening and how many guys and, and whatever. We can, we can say that, uh, this morning, just this morning alone, Hawaiians, just this morning alone, we had, uh, let's see, how many was it? Uh, 1,527 people tune in, uh, just this morning. So we'd like to uh, we'd like to thank you guys. This is going all over the world. Uh, some of some of the countries actually listen to us more than others, but uh, you know we're very grateful. So we want to say thank you to you guys. Uh, this is this is way uh, way more than than we expected, bro. <laughs> I was just thinking, about, you know, a couple of guys on on Molokini, and then I was figuring at least Kalihi Valley would be listening to us, right? And it, that's all I thought. I had no idea this thing was going like this at all, bro. You know, and so, and I was watching TV news. You know, I was watching TV news. Is it just me or is more local girls, right? You know, the, the TV newscasters, the, the, the personality. I don't know. Are they personality? The journalists, right? I think the journalists. So, so is, is it just me or is the journalist, uh, like doing more like plastic surgery and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, cause you, you know, when you watch like some of the girls, you know, and I watch the girls because, I mean, some of these girls are very gorgeous. They're gorgeous girls, right? And then I don't know what happens. Maybe, maybe they get that kind. You know, we used to call them hallway talk in radio. You know, when the hallway talk happens, right? That's, that's guys get in the hallway. They talk his story at, at, you know, when they're off the air, right? I don't know if that happens in a TV station, but <laughs> are they sitting around? You know, the girls that work on the news, are they sitting around and, and they go, um, uh, well, you know, Anuhale, you really should get your nose fixed. I mean, are, are they doing that kind of stuff? I mean, I don't know what kind of, I have no idea. I have no idea, right? But I can tell you, I've seen, there's this one girl, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to mention names, but there's one girl, she's been on the air for a long time, and she just gets more beautiful. She gets more beautiful as time goes on. And she, she hasn't done any plastic surgery. She's all 100%. I mean, she's all 100% real. And that girl, you know, can I mention her first name? You guys would know. You guys would know. Her name is Lisa. And, and, but that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> her name is Lisa. She gets more beautiful every year. I look at her and like, wow. She's like more beautiful this year than last year, right? And then, and then there's other girls who well, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's other girls that I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who's influencing these girls, you know, because all of a sudden, right, they get something done. Right? And then all of a sudden, like something else. You, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I just, you know, it's just an uh, it's just observation, Hawaiians. But I don't know how it starts. I, I, I don't, I don't know how it starts. Um, so, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe it's like a locker room kind of talk, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Beverly, you really should get your boobs done. You're on TV for crying out loud. Right? Okay. So, I don't know if that's like, you know, and then there's girls with nose jobs, okay? So there's some girls, like Hawaiian girls, you know, there's, there's some ethnicities, right? Filipino, Hawaiian, Samoan, and they get, they have big noses. They have large noses. I mean, some of them. I'm just, not all, not all. You know, it's just like some of the Filipino girls. Oh, bro, I love Filipino girls, right? But some of these Filipino girls, they get that monkey look, right? Oh, bro, I would love to chase them through the forest. You see what I'm saying? But I always had that in the back of my head. I'm like... And one of these days, bro, like, they just, 
you know, I'm going to make some free time for myself. And we're going up to the forest reserve and and we're going to cut one loose, right? <laughs> but I, I don't know. But, but, but I, you know, there are these ethnicities, okay? And, and, and some of these girls, right? You look at their picture, right? Like from, from five years ago and you say, okay, what's different? What's different about Beverly? Right? right? And when you really look at them, right? You go, oh my God, what happened? Right? Cause some plastic surgeon, I don't know if the plastic surgeon, you know, if they go in for a boob job and then the plastic surgeon say, hey, while you're in, why don't you get your nose done? <laughs> I mean, you know, they put this round thing at the end of their nose. I don't know. So it's almost pointy, like, like you know, pointed nose. Like you could, you could just like, like paint them red, right? Hang some Christmas lights on top, and you get Rudolph. It's the holiday season. Boom, there you go. Right? You know what I'm saying? But, but some of these girls, like they, they look good natural, is what I'm saying. And then when they go do this kind of stuff, right? I mean, you cannot, you know, once you get your nose job done, okay? If it's a bad nose job. I mean, dude, you're not going to really know until after his pal, right? You're not going to know until, like, after the fact, right? But but if it's a bad job, like, how are you going to fix him after that? I mean, so you get you get plenty for work with, right? You're going you're gonna to big ihu, right? That's, that's nose in Hawaii. And then, and then you file them down. Well, I don't know what they do. <laughs> they shrink them, right? Whatever. They cut them or whatever they do. And, and they make them small. Now, if the thing is small already, like, what, what you, you cannot build them back, you see what I'm saying? I, I don't know. And then the whole newscast, right? The whole newscast. You're looking at the nose, right? That's all you see is the nose. It, it, it kind of stick. But those things stick out. You see what I'm saying? It's like being in a club, right? Being in a club, you see this chick walk by, and she got a nice pair of pillows. For the rest of the night, you don't even look at her face. You're not even worried about you. You kind of glancing over to the other side of the room, looking at her cat, right? I mean, come on, guys. You know, You see what I'm saying? And I don't know if it, you, my, my auntie used to tell me, you know that guy, Hoggy? You should talk about Guy Hoggy, right? Bro, I love Guy Hoggy. That's my friend, you know? But there was this, there was one word that he used, right? That she said. And, and that's all she thought. It stuck in her head. You see? And, and that's not, that's not his fault. He's doing his job. You see what I'm saying? But those, that's like one, you know, I mentioned Guy Hoggy because, bro, I love Guy Hoggy. I watch Guy Hoggy. Without Guy Hoggy, I don't even know what the weather's like. You see what I'm saying? I, bro, I don't even trust anybody else. That's the only guy I trust. Guy Huggy. It's the only guy. And you know when they came out with a thing that the the cat, bro, you gotta be tough. The guy is a tough dude, bro. I tell you, he's tough. And you gotta be tough for being in his position. Cause when he had the tsunami, right? All the memes came out. You saw that the memes, everything came out, right? Oh no, it was the hurricane, the hurricane. And you had all the memes come out. Oh, bro, you gotta be, you gotta have thick skin for that kind of stuff, bro. You, otherwise, you crumble. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not a place that you, you gotta have a delicate ego and be in a kind of position, bro. So, props to Guy Hagi of, uh, KGMB News. Bro, he's, he's on it. He's on it like a hornet. And we could depend, we could depend on Guy. But I'm talking about these, these other people that get plastic surgeries, right? It's like, if you get plastic surgery, bro, I remember this, this one chick, right? She's not even on the news anymore. She she's in another another uh another line of work right now. But she had more work done on her than Capilani Boulevard, right? And so these guys was telling me, oh no, Junior, it's it's like when you get tats. You know, like me, I don't want tats, right? Because I, I just I, I got better things to do with my money than than go down and, and poke holes in my skin and give the guy money for doing it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But 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 these guys told me, no, no, you when you go get tats. 
you 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 start getting like you start getting ma to the pain, okay? Ma is like, you know, you start getting used to, you start getting, you know, and then you see, you like go back for another one, then you like go back for more, and pretty soon you do one sleeve, and then pretty soon you do the other sleeve, and then pretty soon, you see what I'm saying? So it's addictive is what they're telling me, right? And somebody told me that's the same thing with plastic surgery. So I'm thinking a lot of these girls, they're getting, you know, like, Okay, what can I do next? <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know, girls, when they do that, oh, bro. You know, it's like, you remember in the old days, you know, the decoration stuff when they decorate the apartment? Oh, honey, can we put the sofa over there? Okay, so you move them all the way over there. They put them on a the coaster, slide them over the floor, everything. Slide them on a the carpet, put it. And then, oh, no, on second thought, it looks better over here. Right? I can see the same thing happening in a plastic surgeon's office. Uh, Doc, can we do the nose? And like, okay. Uh, no, can we do the chin now? <laughs> no, I think the chin is too small now. Can we put them back? I mean, bro, chicks would be going like, bro, they would be going off with this kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe it's addictive, maybe not, but I gotta tell you girls, you girls that are doing plastic surgery on local news in Hawaii, we love you guys the way you are. We love you guys, okay? I'm sure your husbands love you. I'm sure, whatever, significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever you get, I'm sure they love you, okay? Please, 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 girls, knock it off! Wow, man, I tell you guys, stop it already. It's insanity. We, we like the way you guys look. If we never liked the way you guys look, we wouldn't watch you in the first place. And your ratings, they're not going to bring up your ratings, girls. They're going to chase people away. You know, they're going to have, you're going to have this, this beautiful girl and all of a sudden she turns into a scarecrow and everybody's scared, right? You know what I mean? So, anyway, but, but, you know, that, that, that was one, that was one thing. And then that, the, bro, the other thing is like, you know, so we was talking about stuff and we was talking about how, you know, karaoke was on, was a big thing now, right? And a lot of people come to me to learn how to sing. Um, if you guys want to, you know, check them out, voicemaster.org is the, is the website. But anyway, so, so I've been teaching, I've been teaching two things. Um, I've been teaching singing for 30 years and for the last 12 years, or actually 10 years of the 12, uh, I, I've been a practitioner of the law of, of uh, attraction for 12 years and I've been teaching it for 10. Okay, so, so it only took me a couple of years to really get this thing down and then I've been teaching it ever since. And, and that website is here for you dot live. But, but the point of me mentioning the, uh, you know, the law of attraction is, is we started implementing the law of attraction principles into our teaching at the school. And a lot of people come to learn karaoke. Okay. The, nobody, nobody ever comes to be a superstar. There was one kid that came, it was the mother's idea, right? And, and it all stopped when the father said, nope, nope, we're not going to do, nope, we're not going to do that. Right. Cause he saw what, well, he saw the wife's intentions, right? He, he saw what was going on. But anyway. But, but so, so anyway, so the people come and learn, you know, they want to listen karaoke. Now, karaoke came about, right? Because in Waikiki, karaoke was the hugest thing in the 80s, okay? And karaoke came about because of greed, okay? And it was the greed of the entertainment industry, okay? That started this whole big karaoke thing in Waikiki. And a lot of people don't know this. You know, they, this guy, this guy sat me down. He was a manager of a of a restaurant and he sat me down and he told me the story because he used to manage showrooms in Waikiki and one of these really famous guys like he he used to manage and and this guy if I mention his name everybody would know him you know um 
and and so but he performed uh you know in this hotel in Waikiki and uh, actually it was in Kahala he performed in Kahala but this guy was his manager for a long time so here's what happened right back in the old days so so they had they had entertainers right and you would be at a certain place and that would be like your house so so you know like if you wanted to see uh say Don Ho so Don Ho was at the Polynesian Palace now if you went to the Polynesian Palace and 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 then you you saw his show and you wanted to see it again you if you went back in 6 months that's where he is right so people knew so so these lot of entertainers they set up shop in different hotels they all had their shows they all you know and then they developed followings okay so a lot of people started following these guys then they started using that they started leveraging the following against the hotel see they tell well you know we, we're bringing in all these guys i mean we like a little extra money for for bringing in all these guys right so they wanted raises right so they wanted more money more money more money well they got to a point where the hotel owners right started started catching on to this thing and they started you know and when when business people start weighing options right they go okay okay look how much are we really making from this thing right and then and then is it worth keeping or should we just cut them off? You see, you see what I'm saying? And so at one point in the early 80s, they said, all right, that's it. Cut them off. <laughs> and they cut them off. Okay. So what they did was they brought in karaoke. It was a brand new thing. It was in Japan. It was popular in Japan. And the hotel owners goes, okay, that's our saving grace right there. Let's bring in karaoke. Right. So they brought in karaoke. They brought them in. And they let the tourists entertain themselves. You see? You see? So, so, and that was because people were getting greedy. Okay? And when they get greedy, see, this is always the case, Hawaii. So, and this is the law of attraction. Okay? So, the law of attraction says that wherever you put your focus, right? Wherever you, you concentrate, right? That's what's gonna, you know. And then, and, but these guys, there was, there was kind of like, it was kind of like hijacking the, the hotel. It was kind of like, well, if you want our show, then, you know, you're going to have to pay us decent, you know, whatever, more money, blah, blah, blah. They was, holding, they was holding them over the barrel. Okay. So when you do stuff like that, so this is the law of attraction. When you do negative stuff like that, okay, instead of doing something positive, right, the positive way would be, you know, being more of a service to the hotel, doing more for the hotel, over delivering for the hotel, right? And getting stuff that way. No, they, they decided to do it the other way. And so the hotel was basically like, okay, well, the hell with you guys, get out, right? And they, and the hotels put karaoke in. And then they came up with visit, video discos, right? Discotheques. They let go all the bands. I mean, so, so because of the greed of a few entertainers in Waikiki, okay? And, and we cannot name names and, it, it's actually too much names to name because there was a lot of them that did that. Okay. So what they did was they, they clean house and they put all karaoke's, right? And everybody was karaoke out every night, entertaining themselves, right? And the entertainment slowly disappeared from Waikiki, live entertainment. So there was a good, there was a good six to eight years that, that Waikiki was very, very minimal with the live music. And it only started coming back. Like maybe about I wanna I wanna say a good fifteen years ago. And but before a while, oh wow, it was dry, right? Because because it is. And it was just uh you know, I had like I said, a handful of entertainers, but then you know the the that this led to another thing, okay? 
when Jawaiian music came out, okay, Jawaiian music, the whole icon it was the first Jawaiian band. And they, they were the creators of Jawaiian. Okay, so Ho Haikani would, would come and they would do a concert, okay, at the at and and this was through a radio station. And I worked at that radio station back in the day. And this radio station decided, right, that they was gonna put several guys on the bill. See, before in the old days, you could go to the Waikiki shell for the Casimeros. And the Casimeros would do the concert and that that was it. Casimeros, right? And then they would bring their friends and their friends would come and they would perform and whatever, okay? And that was a show right there. Melvin Lead would go perform at the show and that was a show. And she would bring her friends and they would come, and, okay? So you had one artist that could sell out the show. I mean, plenty of artists. Loyal Garner, Melvin Lead, Palani Vaughn, all these guys. And and they, they could sell out the show. One crack. And they bring their friends and it's a night with Palani or night with Melvin, whatever, whoever. And so they did, they did them that way. Now this radio station started to catch up. This radio station said, well, if we lower the price and we put plenty bands and then plenty of people like come. So that, so they started the trend of having like, you know, nine or 10 bands in one night or whatever. I mean, you know, a number of bands in, in one night and they, they charge a very low price and they pack the shelves. Okay. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of the Jawaiian movement and all these groups and stuff like that. So what happened in Waikiki was now, the hotel started hiring, you know, after that, the hotel, this was in the 90s, and the hotel started, you know, hiring live music back again pretty soon. But what they did was they started rotations, okay? And the rotations were created so that not any one musician or one group had a, had a chokehold on the hotel, and that's why when you go to places, you know, you, you see you see the entertainers now and you go, oh, bro, where are you playing? Oh, we play Tuesday night over here, Wednesday night over there, Thursday night over there, Saturday we're over there, and then Sunday we're on the roof over there, and then we, you know, we bought a pool over there, and we were underneath the rug over there. And then, you know, so so this is what it, this is why, this is why. And and so now they have rotation. So now when, when you have a, a place that has a, a, a venue, right, has a music venue, they rotate the acts. And that's why. So now you guys know why they do that. And this is like, you know, stuff you never, you guys never like, well, maybe, maybe never care, but you guys never know. Okay. So, and that's the reason why. So, so that, I mean, you know, so, so that was karaoke. And, uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was kind of, you know, kind of, kind of the same, but different. And that's a little stuff that, that you never know about, about the entertainment world and Waikiki. But we, we lived through all of that and we saw this stuff, right? And we and the only act that could fill the shell by themselves after that was the Brothers Casimero. And they did their, their annual Mayday concert. And their Mayday concert was probably if you ever seen one of these things, I mean it 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 was a spectacular. It was it was awesome. It was like full on uh production to the highest. And that credit goes to Robert Casimero. Robert Casimero is probably the most underrated to me, underrated uh showman. Uh, and, and genius. His genius is in presentation. His genius is in, you know, how you going, how you going to serve this up. So I go and, I go and story about Robert Casimiro. So, so Robert Casimiro, Robert is my cousin through, through marriage. Okay. And, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story. This is, so, so, so this, this, you know, this love of mine, right? Love of my life, man. So 
we we had this so there was this love story with the love of my life and <clears throat> it's a very very touching very deep uh very deep deep love story and so one day right i i i remember that hey there's this song sonoy that that the brothers casimero wrote right and they recorded <clears throat> and the love story that that robert talks about on this song is is like almost match mine exact right i'm like whoa like Oh, you know, kind of, kind of, sort of, almost along the lines, right? <clears throat> so I was like, oh, okay. So I went to, I went to iTunes and I bought the song. I download them because it's okay. And I go, I go send them to Baby, and that's our team song right there. Right? You know, kind of, kind of the thing, like you know, because I thought, hey, that that come pretty damn close to what's going on, right? And so anyway, um, so I downloaded the thing, everything I, you know, and, it, and listening to the thing, and it, oh, it's beautiful and. Robert did a fantastic job, you know. And then one day, a couple of days later, I go, you know what? I want to know the, I want to know the exact translation of this song. Okay. Now this is this is all under the label of show business. Okay. So this is show business. Okay. So anyway, so I go to the web and I go look on the Hawaiian websites and the meaning of this song and the translation. <coughs> well, Hawaiian, what I found was totally different. Than, than what it was, right? I mean, than what I heard Robert do. So I'm reading the, the literal translation, and then I'm reading in the English translation, I go, wait a minute, bro, this is not even like, this is not even like what I saw or what I heard Robert do, right? And, I, and then it dawned on me that Robert, in his genius, Robert, in his storytelling professionalism by this guy Robert Casimiro could tell one story I'm telling you and when he tell you the story bro dude, he'll put you he'll put you on the top of Mount Kala bro <laughs> tell you, he'll put you up there I mean you'll be you'll be enjoying that story so much you'll be going oh oh right <laughs> the story will be so ono you know what I mean and and until today I never tell Robert I never see Robert but but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him next time I I go tell him, bro, you had me with that one. I mean, so if you guys go uh, on the web, you guys have Apple Music or something, you can listen to the stuff. Listen to Brothers Casimero, the Brothers Casimero, Sonoy, and listen to the story. And all you gotta do is Google Sonoy meaning on on the web and read the meaning. Two different animals, two different animals. But I gotta tell you that Robert's depiction and the story that he told, right. As fictitious as it was, was the best damn story. How? I mean, you cannot beat, you just cannot beat Robert. You cannot. Anyway, but I just thought I would tell you guys that. I mean, that that's not a small kind of stuff. You never know. <laughs> but but oh, Robert is the man, bro. When it comes to, and you know, we really miss uh, my cousin Roland, uh, Bozo. We call him Bozo. Uh, we really miss, really miss him. And you know, I, I interviewed him one time on the radio. Uh, a couple times, actually, maybe two, two, three times, two, three times, I, I interviewed him on the radio, and he brought his guitar every time. And I have this recorded. I have it recorded on mini disc, and we're gonna put it up on YouTube pretty soon. Uh, <clears throat> but we have this interview, and I was interviewing him, and he he would just he would just break into a song. He would be talking, and then boom, he just goes into a song, and then he talks some more and goes into a song, you know, and it was very spontaneous. <clears throat> Probably the most fun interview 
the fun, the the most fun interviews I've I've ever done was with Roland Casimiro, and um, not just because he was my cousin, but because he was just he was all about show. I mean, these guys were show people, you know, Robert and Roland Casimiro. They were show people, and they put on a production like like you know you wouldn't believe, right? And Roland on the interview said. And I quote Roland Casimiro. He said exactly. He said the verbatim right out. He said, I am my brother's orchestra. And I thought that was so profound, you know, because really he was because his brother was a bass player and it was him on the rhythm guitar. He was one of the best rhythm guitarists in the world, Hawaiians, in the world. And I mean, the kind of rhythm that he played, you, you would swear you were listening to at least two or three guitar players. And that's how good he was. I mean, he did everything, and and he was his brother's orchestra, and the similarity and, and the reason why I identified this, uh, identified with it so much, is that Wayne Borges, right, the guy that you you hear the music on this show, he passed away four years ago from cancer, and um, I tell you, if you ever know somebody who has cancer, because I'm I'm going through that now, you know, uh, one of my friends, uh, one of my my dear 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 friends. Um, close to my heart and uh, uh, you know but but Wayne had cancer and, di- and cancer will shake you cancer will disrupt your life like like oh man I can't even tell you you know I have, I have trouble sleeping at night and sometimes I don't get sleep I'm up I'm like you know but but cancer will shake you and and um, Wayne was my orchestra he was he was a one-man band and and that's the law of attraction again because when I was a kid I was only asking God for two things. The first thing was an older brother. And, you know, when that was, when that looked like it was not going to happen, then, you know, the only other thing was I wanted to sing. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an entertainer. And, you know, and I told my mom, I told you guys on the other podcast, I told my mom, I'm leaving home. I'm coming back till I'm a star. And, you know, I mean, kids, you know, talk like that, right? And, um, but the thing was that, that, older brother didn't come along till 24 and when I was 24 that's when I met Wayne and he was 35 or 30 35 he was 35 and I was 24 and we went down the musical journey uh, of a lifetime and and it went 30 years down the road from there you know he didn't live with me the whole 30 years he lived with me 25 but it went down the road and we accomplished just about everything in music that we could do in Hawaii. We, we did everything we could do, including a Waikiki show. I mean, you know, everything possible. We did recordings. We did soundtracks. We did, we recorded for other people. We did all kinds of, we did community projects for the Filipino community. Uh, the first Filipino album in, in the commercial marketplace in, in Hawaii and, and still the only one that's ever been done. I mean, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff like that. And, um, so, so yeah. He was my orchestra, and, and my orchestra passed away uh, four years ago. And since then, it, it's taken nine guys to replace him at the parties, right? Nine guys to replace one guy. And, and of course, when we do bigger things, uh, it'll take, you know, we have a, we have a 13-piece band, that, uh, a 14-piece band, excuse me, that, that handles the big stuff. But yeah, Brother Wayne was the orchestra. And when I heard Roland Casimiro say, I am my brother's orchestra, I was like, whoa. You know, and it and they really hit home too because that was his brother. You know, his real flesh and blood brother. I mean, you know, Wayne wasn't my flesh and blood brother, but we, we it was just like he was. I mean, you know, we was we was carrying on like like that was the fact. You know, 
And and it was just at that point where I met him and he met me, you know, uh, it, it was like nobody nobody wanted us. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with us. And so uh, we found each other and we go, okay, bro, we'll go do this, we'll do that. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll go. And that's another podcast because I'll go tell you guys that on, a, on another podcast. We'll talk about that journey. But that was all law of attraction. That was, that was what was in... Uh, my soul, you know, the older brother thing, and then, and then uh, the, the music thing, and older brother became the orchestra. I mean, he didn't start like that. He was just playing piano, and then pretty soon he did piano and bass on the keyboard, and then pretty soon he invented his own way of voicings, where he became the orchestra. He played. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's all. It's all over the place. Uh, it's all on social media. It's it's on my Facebook. You guys can go look at him. But he did it all by himself, and he sounded like a band, like an orchestra. And all we did was plug him into the sound system, and pump it up, and and the whole place sounded like an orchestra. And so yeah, uh, Miss Brother Wayne, bro. I mean, life has not been the same. And um, his cancer totally uprooted us and shook us to the core, you know. And and I kind of feeling like that now uh, about about my friend. And uh, yeah. So, but, but, you know, cancer is a terrible thing. And, and my heart goes out to, uh, you know, each and every one of you that has been touched by cancer because it's, I, I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, really. Uh, but, you know, show business is show business, right? And the, the bottom line is I've been so blessed to, to meet these people, you know, cousins or not, or cousins by marriage or not, right? But I met these guys and, and talk story with these guys and, and, you know, these are the experts. These are the guys. These are the black belt guys, man. They, they they know this stuff inside and out. And for me, like you know, one kid from Kapa High School on, on the island of Kauai, man, it was it was a big deal. It's still a big deal. When I see these guys, I'm still in awe, and I still I'm still wondering how the hell did this happen to me? Because you know, when I was in school, I was like, bro. You know, this is this is something I probably get up. Ah, I gotta go. Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, I thought I thought, bro, this is probably something I'll never get to do. You know, but boom, there I was. Oh man. Hey, the podcast is being brought to you by Island Club and Spa. Mahalo to Randy Otto and Jerry Berger. And I uh, also want to say uh, mahalo to Voice Master Enterprises and AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Chinan. Download it now from iTunes. Oh, God. Hey, until the next podcast, I'm Junior K. Kawaii Junior. Take care. Mahalo. Aloha.